Welcome to another episode of the Burton Bros Barbecue Podcast. I'm Will Burton, your host, and today with me is my brother Tom. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, Tom. So today we're talking about different rubs, different sauces, different meats, different chips, different pellets, everything that has to do with barbecue. Last week, if you were not able to join us, we talked a little bit about how Tom and I each got introduced to barbecue in the first place. Today, we're getting into some of the more nitty-gritty and finer details of what we like about barbecue and what makes it good. Tom, why don't you start us off? What's your favorite rub? I've, I've tried a, quite a few different kinds of rubs. Um... I've also looked up recipes for making my own rubs. I haven't quite gotten to that, but, you know, it's there's something uh, pretty neat about the possibility of just being able to put together your own rub, kind of coming up with something unique and special and different for whatever you're trying to do. I mean, mostly, you know, when I'm smoking some pork, I go with kind of a sweeter rub, something with some, some brown sugar, some some you know, pepper, garlic, stuff like that, something sweet, uh, just kind of bring out those flavors. And then <clears throat> when I'm cooking beef, I usually go with something a little more salty, more savory, uh, peppery, garlicky, kind of those stronger flavors. And, uh, yeah. I, um, I've looked into s- some different rubs, and it seems like there's a common theme amongst all rubs, and that's salt and pepper. And that's what I prefer on my steak majority of the time. I've experimented with some of the Weber seasonings, like their Chicago steak and the steak and chop seasoning, and that has some of the coarse sand, not sand, uh, coarse salt in it. And from there, I'm... Pretty happy with uh, how they turn out. It, uh, it tastes pretty good when everything comes together. You get that nice juicy steak. Um, you can give it some salt flavor, a little bit of pepper, and it's perfect. I also, when I'm doing pork, I like uh, some of the sweeter stuff. Kelly and I will do uh, sweet pork roasts. And uh, what we like to do with those is sweet pork nachos sweet pork salads, sweet pork taquitos, uh, sweet pork tacos, sweet pork burritos, just about anything that we can put sweet pork on and eat, we'll do it because we make enough to last us a long time. Well, I mean, yeah, you cook one of those, you know, butt roasts or shoulder roasts or, you know, whatever you can find at the grocery store. You either smoke that up or, heck, you could even just throw it in the crock pot and that thing's pretty good but but smoked you know you got that smoke flavor in there got your rubs combined with the with that smoke flavor and then uh you throw in something a little you know sweeter to kind of make that sweet that sweet flavor you know yeah. i prefer what i've done is i've mixed in some uh, mango jalapeno salsa in with mine that makes it kind of sweet spicy flavor that's pretty tasty, and you can throw that in, like you said, to burritos, tacos, pretty much you could eat it in just a sandwich form. Yeah. yeah. Whatever you want. I've done that. I've done the sweet pork quesadilla, mm. and uh, that's pretty good, especially with some salsa mixed in there and 
it all comes together really nice. Uh, something I also like is I'm a big fan of uh, ribs that have a sweeter and tangy taste to them. Um, I'll normally do uh, Three Little Pigs. They're a barbecue company, and they make a Kansas City Championship original barbecue rub. I'm not sure if that's the exact title or just what I call it, whatever, but it's really good. And I'll kind of, I'll do some of that, and then I'll do a little extra brown sugar on there for that sweet, sweet flavor. And as the brown sugar is getting, like, moved in with the juices, that, like, first few centimeters of the meat is just so juicy and sweet. Mm-hmm. And then as you get down closer to the bone, it's not as flavorful, but it's still, you know, delicious. Good. Speaking of ribs, do you prefer uh, dry rub like barbecue ribs or do you like adding a little barbecue sauce on top of your ribs? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, you know? That's a hard question because I love ribs. And I've had really good ribs both ways. And when I make ribs, I'll normally have some, like right away, you know, get it off the grill, get it off the smoker, come in, let them rest for a minute or two, cut them up, and then just take a big bite out of one with no sauce or anything on it. Just see how it tastes. And uh, actually a few days ago, Kelly and I made ribs, and uh, I did that, and it tasted great. Yeah. But I love getting little extra sauce on there. Just something about having a good barbecue sauce on ribs really just pulls it all together. So if I had to say I'd like my ribs sauced but not too saucy. I don't want it yeah. to overpower the meat where it just feels like I'm having ribs with my barbecue sauce, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, I totally understand that because, like, Growing up as a kid, we'd go to, you know, whatever barbecue restaurant and we'd get some, you know, get a platter of ribs or something. And I always remember them being really saucy, really saucy. And I was never like a huge fan of ribs, but those best ribs that I, that I ever had that I was talking about last week uh, in Georgia, I don't remember them even having sauce on them. And really? If, and if, and if it we did have sauce. It was on the side, so you could, like, dip a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they just – and that was that was something different than what I'd ever seen before because I feel like people can can cover up the, the flavor of the smoke and of the of the rubs that you put on there with the barbecue sauce too much. Yeah, And definitely. that can definitely take away from your ribs. But a nice barbecue sauce really can add to your ribs also. But it's got to be that right amount, like you were saying. you got to be careful. Yeah, definitely. So what's your go-to wood when you're smoking? Real particular reason, I like applewood. People say applewood's not as good for smoking beef. They say uh, it's too sweet, stuff like that. But honestly, I think it tastes great. Yeah, so... Put the tri-tip out there with some apple wood. Yeah. I've tried other woods, and, you know, they're still really good, but there's something really sweet, really good about that apple wood that I like with the tri-tip. It's funny you say that, because in Jackson Hole, there's a place called Bubba's Barbecue, and they've got the whole setup out back with logs and smokers, and it's like the real deal, real smoked barbecue. Mm-hmm. All they use is apple wood. 
and the brisket sandwich there like blew my mind i'd never had a, a brisket sandwich that good it was applewood smoked yeah you could taste it and it was just like wow there are other sides i think i got some fries some uh baked beans and some coleslaw like mm-hmm. your classic barbecue sides because i wanted to try them all i was like well I don't get to go to Jackson Hole very often, so I'd like to give it a, a full try. And uh, that's what I had, and it was all so good. But nothing beats that brisket. It was amazing. But, yeah, Kelly and I, we like the apple wood as well. Mm. We've done uh, – we just did some maple wood just on Sunday with the ribs, and that was pretty good. The ribs we did, we, we smoked them for about two and a half hours and then uh, gave them about – I think an hour on the grill mm. at just like, you know, I, sh- I turned all my burners to low at first and then uh, I turned one of them off completely. So I think the barbecue was, it was maybe like 225 degrees in there. And then uh, I read, I don't know if this is true. Maybe you could tell me there are fats inside of the meat. And once they hit a certain temperature, they like liquidate. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but the temperature it's supposed to hit is 190 degrees, and that is like the prime temperature for the perfect ribs because all of the juices and all of the fats inside the meat have liquidated. Mm. And now they're, you know, there's no hard fat spots. Yeah. I don't know I mean, if that's true. I I just heard that somewhere. It would make sense to me. They, I mean, because you're supposed to cook pork to a higher temperature, right? Um, than beef. Like like when 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 we're cooking that that tri-tip, you know, it only has to hit 140, 145, and that's on the high end sometimes. Yeah. But for you know a pork roast, you want it to get up to 210, 220 internal temperature, mm. like. That's why, that's why you're, really, if you're cooking low and slow for a pork roast, it's, you know, 8 to 12 hours, you know, for that, for the, to get that internal temperature of that pork to be basically the same temperature as your grill, right around 250, you know, 220 to 250 in there, the most tender that it can be. So, it would make sense that, you know, right about that temperature, you're really breaking down some of those uh, larger fat groups and getting those to soften up and, and spread those juices around in the meat. Yeah. And uh, so when you took your your ribs off the grill, you you wrapped them in tin foil or something and put them on the grill or um, or off the smoker. And yeah, put them I took them it? off the smoker, and then I was gonna wrap them in the tin foil, but I just let it go. Mm. I. Uh, I've heard, yeah, tinfoil's the way to go, but I just decided, oh, I'll give it a try this way. Yeah. Um, Thoughts? Turned out good. Uh, they were delicious. Um, I don't know if it's the cold here, because as soon as the sun starts to set, it goes from, like, 27 degrees to, like, 13 degrees, yeah. like, 5 degrees sometimes. And uh, as soon as I lost the sun cover, it got a lot colder. And the smoker dropped temperature, like, noticeably, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah, the smoker Tom and I, well, it's Tom's smoker, but I 
I hold on to it at my apartment. Stores it and uses it for me. Yeah. Uh, It's a good one, but... Not the most expensive. Not the most expensive, for sure. But, uh, yeah, you're definitely not going to be using that thing for your your, uh, 30-pound brisket smokes. (laughs) No, no. Anything longer than a couple hours, you're going to want something a little bit... uh, Even just, like, you know, two or three hours and that thing is quite a long time which you can do with ribs you know you smoke for three hours and then you throw them in the oven wrapped up in a, on a low temperature on the grill uh and that works just fine but yeah like that that smoker does not retain heat very well uh, <clears throat> so unless you're just constantly feeding the charcoal then you gotta find something else to, to use to figure out yeah yeah that's totally true that's kind of why i like switching it to the barbecue I, that was the first time I'd done it. So I've done ribs start to finish on the smoker. Yeah. Um, and I've done ribs start to finish on my barbecue. But this time I did a little of both. And uh, Noticeable difference? Yeah, a little bit. I could taste the uh, some of the charcoal and the smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was really good. So I think I might, I might continue to do it that way. And I just like to experiment. Yeah try new things and you know find what's what's working what kind of barbecue sauce do you prefer honestly it can be uh anything anything i like um you know not not sponsored or anything here but you know some sweet baby rays or some uh some bubba's barbecue sauce just anything like that i really like kind of a sweeter uh flavor although i've had some pretty good spicy barbecue sauces um what i would like to try is some more uh midwest style barbecue sauces that are more uh like mustard based Mm. i think that's where that that comes out of the mustard based and i would like to i'd like to try some some vinegar sauce, like vinegar-based sauces, like what they do down in Texas. Mm. I haven't done anything like that, but mostly just kind of that thick, sweet barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um, I feel like those are definitely the crowd favorite. Mm-hmm. Those are the popular ones, like the honey and brown sugar and uh, yeah. all those. Um, so that's cool. It's really cool. I'm more partial to those as well. My favorite kind of barbecue sauce would probably be, I enjoy the Sweet Baby Ray's, but just over uh, the holiday, Kelly and I got Dad some of the Traeger Sweet Heat, Mm. and that was really good. Really like that. Yeah. I mean, Traeger makes quality, quality stuff. All their rubs, their barbecue sauces. (sighs) Yeah. Just really well done. Kelly and I really like the um, Traeger Prime Rib Rub. Mm. We use that on uh, the steaks, tri-tips, um, sometimes the chicken that Kelly's wanting. She really likes that one. She uh, she loves it. And it has good flavor. It really does. Yeah. Makes it feel a little more fancy putting that Prime Rib Rub on, rub, rub <laughs> on some stuff. Yeah, it does. So, Tom, you got any good barbecue tips or stories for the people out there? I'm just trying to think of, of a good story about... Uh, I've got a pretty good story about, like, chicken wings, I guess. These are barbecue, like, smoked chicken wings that I had in Georgia. There's this place up in... Uh, I think it's in Jasper, Georgia, somewhere up there, kind of, kind of up in the Blue Mountains. 
where they're known for their chicken, like chicken wing chicken. And uh, went there with, with another guy, and we were able to get these huge, just huge chicken wings, like drumsticks and all this stuff from this place, and, and we ate those up, and they were good. And uh, this summer, a couple months ago, I made some smoked some chicken wings with a bunch of different rubs on them, just trying them out. And those kind of remind me of, of this place up in Georgia, up in, up in Jasper up there. It's a pretty neat experience. Just kind of used like a couple different rubs, some hot ones, some like not quite as hot, but most of them are pretty spicy rubs. Um, just because I was interested in, in that kind of flavor, seeing what they what they brought. Do you remember any of the flavors? It was like habanero, flaming habanero, um, sweet heat, kicking chicken, something like, like that was like, I think I had like three or four and those two, at least two of those I know for sure I used and I don't remember the rest of them, but they, uh, I did a couple chicken wings in each one and had some family members test them out and they uh, ranked them in spiciness for me and and told me that they tasted real good. And that was pretty fun, pretty I, special. I do remember that. I, so this is at Flaming George, yeah. little family reunion. And uh, previously that week, you had smoked some tri-tips. Yeah. And um, something I thought was pretty cool is our Uncle Jason is big into hunting, cooking, grilling, smoking. Yeah. Um, he's got his Traeger, and I think he said, this is way better than anything I've made on my Traeger. Do you remember that? I think he did say something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. Because he had, he was trying some of that, some of that, um. Because we were in the kitchen, you're slicing up the tri-tip. Yeah, tri-tip. Mom and Dad, Kelly and I are like, oh yeah, I love tri-tip, just eating it off the cutting board. Yeah. And Jason is like, hey, can I try that? He's like, absolutely, man. Dig yeah. in, grab some. And he was like, wow, that's good. Wow, that's really good. Yeah. And he just kept eating it. And I think even Jamie had some. Yeah, yeah. I had, uh, cause Jamie's, she's, she has celiac, so she's gluten free. Right. I'd made right. sure that all of my, uh, rubs and spices were gluten free. Yeah. And so I made sure she could have some. And, uh, and then, yeah, Camden, Tanner, their kids had some and they thought it was great and it was pretty cool because jason yeah like you said he's a pretty big hunter pretty big like cooker he likes to smoke <laughs> meat also with his trigger and uh for him to be impressed by it was pretty cool pretty cool yeah yeah that definitely was it was also cool because i'd worked hard i'd gotten up early that morning and prepped everything and uh got it out there before anybody else was even up and uh <laughs> Had a little mishap starting my barbecue that morning. Almost yeah. all, singed all my leg hairs off, but um, but was able to recover it and uh, smoke that beautiful tri tip on there and uh, make something that everybody liked. It's yeah, pretty was, cool. That was good. Then later that week, that was when you did the chicken, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was spicy. I remember spicy, that. Spicy, spicy. That was good. Good times. They were tasty. Yeah, they were. It's fun. Grilling, smoking with family, everyone getting to share a little bit and, uh, you know, have good food. I feel like that's part of the experience of cooking is eating it with the people you know and love, mm-hmm. care about, all that. So Yeah. 
I respect people who, who go into cooking as a profession simply because I feel like they lose a little bit of that, like of how rewarding cooking is. Because when you know someone and you make something, not necessarily even for them, but, but when they enjoy it and they tell you about it, it means a lot. And I guess it means a lot to those people who cook professionally when they hear that from people that they don't even know. Yeah. But I feel like it really comes like from a special place when it's someone you know, someone whose opinion you care about. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like it would be really cool if I were a professional chef or I had my own restaurant to go online and see reviews like you know oh i had the brisket sandwich and it was amazing like mouth-watering delicious yeah and then i'm like yeah i played a part in serving that customer or you know i helped cook that brisket something like that so the pride is there but you're right i think there is something special about getting a compliment from that's cool well, Tom, you got any other uh, things you want to add for the podcast? I don't know. I would just want to say that to get into smoking, we've been talking about it. You don't need the most uh, fancy equipment or, you know, like like a, uh, a couple of our uncles and our dad even have Traegers. And those are, those are pretty expensive equipment. They cook beautiful food. They make it really easy. But you don't need anything like that to, to get into smoking. This These stories that we've been telling uh, about smoking just come off of a cheap smoker, just like a $40, $50 thing that we bought, a little metal can that we uh, cook with charcoal and, and some wood chips and uh, we're able to make some real tasty, tasty things. Yeah, so. Yeah, I definitely second everything Tom just said. Not to hate on Traeger, because I love it, like, yeah. cooking on Dad's Traeger for the first time, like, seeing it up close and using it. That yeah. was sweet. It was really cool. It's a beautiful piece of machine. Yeah, it is. Um, And I love it, but you don't, you know, people have smoked, like you said last week, people have smoked since the beginning of time since there was fire there was smoke <laughs> yeah exactly dude like native americans smoking you know whatever fish deer elk like you know all kinds of things so it's cool it's been around you don't need the fancy stuff just get started try it get your feet wet you might make some bad barbecue at first but everyone does at some point so you learn you get to see what works and what doesn't and grow and have fun along the way yeah. And if you start easy, start cheap, you know, you can always upgrade from there. Like I've been saying, this like $40 grill, not expensive, you know. And then you just buy some charcoal, you try it out, you get your feet wet, you start experimenting, and then you can uh, decide if you want to step your game up from there. That's what we've done. Well, thank you for listening. That's all the time we have today. Uh, tune in next week. Thomas and I will be back. Until then, hope you have a great week, and thank you for listening.